Hey, mamas. Welcome back. On this episode, we will be doing the Q&A that we posted on our Instagram. The first question that we got is, did you feel ready when you found out you were pregnant? So who wants to go first? I can go first. Yeah, go. <laughs> no, I was not ready. I was 16 and I actually was not even considering having the child, <laughs> but... <laughs> everything turned out good i was not ready and i honestly didn't even feel ready till like he was three mm-hmm. i think when he turned three i was like okay i think i'm a mom <laughs> but no how about y'all i was planning to get pregnant so yes and no because you're like yeah i'm trying to get pregnant i'm trying to get pregnant and then you get pregnant and you're like wait a minute stop yeah. Yeah. am i really pregnant <laughs> but i honestly feel like no one's ever ready even mm-hmm. at 16, 20, 30, like no one's ever ready. Yeah, I remember when I was like eight months, I finally had joined the apps mm-hmm. where you like keep track of everything. And I was like, dang, I didn't know they had apps for this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then they had like keep track of your pregnancy month to month. I was like, dang, I'm already on month eight. So I can't I do it. Baby. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I look back and I don't have enough pictures. That makes me sad. But yeah. you didn't know. But now you know. Yes, yes. What about you, Dom? After I found out I was pregnant, I was doing the app and all of that. I still feel like I wasn't ready. Even mm-hmm. when he was born, I was like, oh my God. But I feel like we all have that motherly instinct. So we yeah. get it at one point. But as far as ready, no. No one, you you will never be truly ready for your parenthood. Especially because yeah. it's so different for every kid. Like you can read these books and read these apps and follow these influencers. Yes. But it's not the same. They are mm-hmm. all different. Yeah. Every baby is different every too. So Some different. get so lucky with like a really good baby sleeps all day and yes. then you have the baby that's awake all night <laughs> so next question that we got was how do y'all do it as a stay-at-home mom mentally and financially i joined about a year ago and now i officially homeschool my kids as well who wants to go first so mentally and financially as a stay-at-home mom it's definitely an adjustment because i worked up until i had luca and so it was like a whole new world Did you work after Luca was born? I tried to. I worked from home for like three months. That's a lot still. Yeah, it was hard though to work. Because I feel like you need three months to recover first. Yeah, so I went back after 16 weeks. Oh, okay. okay, I still had like my maternity leave or whatever. Three months is. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah, like with us financially, I just helped us budget. Like I created a budget book and Mm. just budgeted. And that's what's helped us a lot financially. That's very smart. As far as mentally, I did the going back to work, I did the, the 16 weeks off and then I went back it was just a lot mentally I was pumping every two hours at work so it was a lot I had to go into a room and pumping is annoying already to do at home and then having to do it at work and then your Mm -hmm. bosses don't understand like how crucial it is to stay on that pumping schedule yeah it's uncomfortable having to do that in a workplace and the freaking key that they gave me had a cow on it Yes, I was like, what? <laughs> to the room. What? I was like, wow, a cow. Okay. Oh my God. But it definitely had a dip in my supply doing that. So I just decided it was best that I stayed home. I didn't trust anybody else with my baby either. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, in this world, you just can't trust anyone. Yeah. But financially, too, like Dom was saying, I did do like a spreadsheet. Yeah. And I also did curbside for like HEB. I yeah. feel like that helped me out so much because every time I go into HEB, I spend so much. But if you do curbside and just like yes. plan out your meals yes mm-hmm. it saves you so much money so does meal prepping meal prepping meal prepping good too. as well mm-hmm. i tried meal prepping but everyone in my house has a different type of taste <laughs> bud anthony's picky as hell likes two things eva likes everything i'm like okay my son's like mm, i don't know oh, it's, 
meal prepping was not good for us financially it is very hard like it's been super hard i've been a stay-at-home mom since day one what i was 16 and so that's eight years wow nine years my bad (laughs) my son's about to be nine in october anthony's been working for the city for a long time so he does have good benefits and a good paying job so he's always managed to like keep us in track with everything and sometimes there's days where like we can't do nothing but no yeah i feel like that's definitely adjustment we've had as well like there's sometimes where people are doing things and we're just like sorry we can't go like yeah no we definitely missed out on a lot of Mm -hmm. fun and stuff because of bills and stuff but honestly like being at home with the kids is a peace of mind for him Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have to worry about someone mistreating our kid like someone else watching them i did try working with my mom cleaning houses Mm -hmm. and that only worked for a little bit because my mother-in-law was my babysitter and then she had to go back to work and then i tried doing like a friend's snow cone trailer and that only worked for a little bit too and then now my baking business but now we have noah so i had to (laughs) stop that and and I've just like tried little things. Oh, nannying, babysitting, things mm-hmm. like that. But it's always like too much to handle all with all three kids. Yeah. Sure. But definitely being a stay-at-home mom is hard. It yeah, is. no. And as far as the homeschooling, like that is honestly really hard too. Because when COVID hit, I think Alexander was about to start first grade or kindergarten. And we were in San Antonio at this time and we had to do online virtual school. And so basically it was like half of the day was with teacher and then the rest was me with me so it was really hard like really hard having to keep him distracted and eva as well yeah no so eva was a little baby so she was always like wanting to see what he was doing or whatever have to distract her like no you're he's in school you have to go over there and then the screaming like she was a toddler she would scream (laughs) if she couldn't be with her brother and then alexander was so comfortable at home he would like randomly get off of the screen and go make himself food (laughs) (laughs) and the teacher was like oh where did he go i was like i'm so sorry (laughs) he's hungry but no homeschooling is not easy i i didn't homeschool full-time but like part of it like it was not not easy at all didn't yeah. you say you wanted to homeschool i do want to homeschool maybe depending on how everything is by the yeah. time luca goes to school but nathan is like you need to homeschool you know he's just scared so i, I mean, was scared too i cried for a month when alexander went to school it was so sad but they do need that interaction with other yeah. people they get to a point where like they're not gonna listen to you mm-hmm. no matter what you say to them they're not gonna listen to you and they take better instruction from a teacher mm-hmm. and being around other kids helps like provide better social skill that they can't get at home alexander was socially awkward for the longest time like he would not talk to anyone he avoided oh. everyone it was really sad like seeing him go through that because it's like he can't make friends or yeah. whatnot but now he's like a social butterfly like, now he makes friends all the time but i feel like that takes a toll on some of your kids and you got to be prepared to handle that i've also done some research though on the homeschooling and they have like teachers that you can take them to their little class classes cool. like homeschool classes yeah. there's a lot of groups too mm-hmm. that you take your kids to like oh well, on this day we're gonna go at this time they're not in actual school but they're still interacting. interacting no that works for you when we were in san antonio i didn't have a vehicle so i never had any transportation that was always hard for us too but if you have a vehicle that also helps with yeah. your homeschooling but definitely stay-at-home mom is not for everyone working moms not for everybody so. it's not easy we're mm-hmm. having a mental breakdown every day i know me, me and my best friend terry <laughs> since we were little we were like we're gonna be stay-at-home moms we're gonna be stay-at-home moms and i'm like taryn <laughs> <laughs> oh, this ain't it girl this ain't it. <laughs> 
the next question that we got is what is something each of y'all grew out of when becoming a mom so before i became a mom i was really into my education my career just climbing up the corporate ladder and then after oakley came i'm like this doesn't mean anything i'm replaceable at any moment after i found out i was pregnant with oakley i was accepted to get my master's at texas state for human resources and i did have to decline the offer that's hard that is hard having to decline and we do that as moms all the time we decline everything because it just doesn't fit our schedules yes and that's always hard and that's why being a stay-at-home mom is really not easy you have to decline all these things not even a stay-at-home mom just a mom in general declining everything Mm -hmm. honestly that's what led me to being a stay-at-home mom like he's more important he's not gonna be this little forever yeah what about you as me well mine's a little more tough i feel like i needed to grow up being 16 like i don't think i grew out of anything just because it was so it was such a hard transition so quick i needed to grow up i couldn't really think of anything else and the friends i had in high school before i got pregnant are still my friends now so i feel like i didn't really have to grow out of anything as an adult i think things that i did grow out of was like trying to stop pleasing people like (laughs) family friends things like that and putting myself first and my Mm -hmm. children and even sometimes in my marriage like Mm -hmm. i had to stop trying to please my husband's (laughs) needs so that i can be like a mom you know that's good that's really good yeah mine was like doms i mean i did nothing but work and i had finally made it to like work from home job and it was nice and i was gonna you know progress and make a lot of money that must be really hard for you yeah but i definitely grew out of like trying to make a career and it sucks because i don't have a degree so Mm -hmm. you have to kind of like work your way up and i feel like i finally worked my way up and i had to stop and then i feel like if i go back to work I'm not to start all over, but that's okay because I love being at home with Luca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather that than anything else. But other than that, friendships are pretty the same. All of my friends are still there. So I don't know if I really grew out of a yeah. lot besides being my like my own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next question that we got is, do you miss your before mom self? Yes. I mean, yes and no. I do. Selfishly, yes. Yes. I mean, it's just so different. I always think about Luca before I even think about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, should I get dressed? No, let me go ahead and dress Luca and I'll just put on whatever. Yes. Even naps. Like, we avoid naps naps because we're like, okay, we got things i think one thing that i miss before mom self is getting up and going yes that was so nice but i mean wouldn't trade oakley for anything yeah no but i definitely do miss just being my myself going to the restroom by myself taking a shower by myself i battle this question a lot because i still feel like i go through this i ask myself this all the time because i was such a young mom that i not to sound like I resent my children, but mm-hmm. I do, like, I really miss my old life. I was, like, having fun. Like, I miss out on so much. Like, yeah. I, and I still do. I still miss out on so much. And it's just, it's really hard, like, trying to tell myself, like, no, my kids are amazing. Like, this mm-hmm. is the best thing that could happen to me. But I feel like I ask myself this all the time like i wish i would have been different yeah you mm-hmm. get to experience everything yeah like, yeah yeah would have waited a little bit longer yeah 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 i mean and that that shouldn't discredit you as a mom i feel like moms are afraid to speak up yeah and like, i never about talk about that because i always feel like oh people are gonna think Girl. i'm a bad mom yeah. for thinking like <laughs> like this yeah. no but it's okay your children literally depend on you yeah and your husband yes. and your house <laughs> their and child your too. yes <laughs> 
<laughs> so the next question is how do you cope with your new mom body mm-hmm. so i do want to go in a little bit into detail about this one i had a very hard time coping with my mom body i not to be dramatic but like i would cry every day just looking in the mirror like when you're 16 you're like all happy you're perky everywhere <laughs> like and then going from that to just these stretch marks all over my body like everything i felt disgusted i felt gross i cried every single day so they say though when you have your baby so young your body bounces back but you never think about like when you're 16 you're barely starting to get your stretch marks your body's barely forming so from going from not even knowing what a stretch mark is to a baby i bet that was like well no so my whole pregnancy i was like good not a single stretch mark i was like oh my god i'm not gonna be one of those i'm not gonna be targeted (laughs) and then at nine months i remember specifically it was i was 35 weeks i saw a little red like line on Mm -hmm. my belly button and i was like "Mm, did i cut myself i don't know so i ignored (laughs) it right and then a week later boom all these stretch marks came out of nowhere. I was so shook because I didn't. I didn't have a single stretch mark. And until that day, it was like from one day to the other. Mm-hmm. I just got all these stretch marks. And I, for so long, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. And my mom told me, she's like, I'm going to prepare you. You're going to get stretch marks. It's very, it's genetic and this and that. Like, I have stretch marks. I was like, no, I'm not going to get them. I drowned my body in that. What's it called? Like that bile oil with a pregnant woman on it? No, no, it no, was it's an orange it's a, bottle. Yeah, yeah, it's an orange bottle, and I had Anthony like buy me that stuff it's like, like twenty dollars. <laughs> yes. Like, oh. Yeah, it is. So he was working at Bed Bath and Beyond at that time, so he had the discount, and so I always had bio oil all the time. <laughs> That's good. But I also do think it did help because my stretch marks aren't very like thick, and they're not like they don't appear a lot. They just look like my stomach just looks wrinkly, but my stretch marks aren't like really like bad. But before, like when uh, Alexander was born, I was adjusting to this new body, so yeah, I cried all the time. So with your second and third was it same for you or you were just so like- with eva my stomach was a little bigger and mm-hmm. i had already put on so much weight that my stretch marks just got like taller mm-hmm. they just kept getting taller and taller and then with noah he was huge and they I, they just kept getting taller like nothing else like stretching out more yeah they mm-hmm. just like they like started off when alexander they were like by my belly button and now they're like way up like super high up and what helped you accept like the new body yeah yeah no uh so what helped me accept my new body was anthony Mm -hmm. like he constantly reminded me like you're beautiful i love you like you're perfect to me like all these things and he would always make me cry like oh okay but he's the one that helped me like get through my new body it wasn't even myself it was him he just kept reminding me that i was perfect and what about you jackie so whenever i was pregnant i didn't really get that many stretch marks my stomach wasn't that big once i got polyhydraminose though even the ultrasound tech was like do you feel big i was like yeah i mean i don't know this is normal right i was like eight months pregnant and she was like okay you know how they can't really tell you anything yeah but my stomach had gone from like a small belly to Mm -hmm. a nine month belly in like a week and so it stretched out to the point where it was shiny like (gasps) my stomach was huge and it wasn't even all luca it was all the fluid that Mm -hmm. i had so it really stretched out my stomach like i weigh less than what i did before i got pregnant oh wow but i still i have nothing but loose 
skin. Yeah. It's like, it's literally just loose skin. And it's yeah. so ticklish. Are your stretch marks like ticklish? Yes, like sensitive. my loose skin? Well, yeah. no, I feel like so I don't have ticklish. feeling in mine. Really? Yeah, like I'll pinch my stomach like in the <laughs> stretch marks area and I feel like I don't feel it. I'm like, oh, I feel like I lost no. sense. <laughs> no, well, Luca will feel my stomach when I'm like breastfeeding and I'm like, oh my God, you're it's ticklish. Like I yeah. feel like I'm so sensitive. But I feel like I didn't accept it for a long time until Nathan kept reminding me like man you're beautiful like you're amazing but that didn't help (laughs) what honestly helped is like you guys like my friends like I feel like if you surround yourself around people that love themselves and love their bodies you'll learn to love your own body. yeah yes. and i didn't have that see i i was the only one i didn't have anyone to like go like hey mama how are you doing i was i was the mama yeah <laughs> for everyone so that was always hard because i didn't have anyone to relate to on my body like mm-hmm. no one yeah. but you dumb i did cry a lot two months postpartum just trying on your old clothes don't do that oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely makes yeah. you more sad but like y'all said your husband's telling you positive things and having friends family just helping you out i I've just adjusted to it honestly same thing with jackie i do have the loose skin and having a c-section you do get the little flap under mm-hmm. where they did the incision yeah. so I'm my belly that. yeah my belly with noah got so huge that you would have thought i had a c-section because mm-hmm. the stretch marks down here were like so bad it looks like i got cut open but yeah. no the stretch marks was just that big but i definitely feel like i didn't have the urge to work out right away or after i was scared to lose my milk supply because they say if you work out too much you yeah. lose your supply And then I just wasn't too into that. I was like, my baby's more important than me looking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, definitely self-care is important. Yes, yes. But that wasn't my type of self-care. Like, my type of self-care was drinking a coffee in the morning by myself. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I need to look good. Yeah, I know. I didn't need to look good for anybody. Yeah, I think when I had Eva, I was working out intensely, like, a lot. But I was also on birth control, so I wasn't losing a single pound. Mm -hmm. But then I noticed, after I got my birth control off, I noticed that even though I wasn't, like, losing any weight like just working out made me feel good Mm -hmm. and i was always an athlete like so i feel like that is my go-to like way to make myself feel better even though my body isn't where i want it to look like without the stretch marks i feel good just like going on a walk going for a run the stroll with the kids like that's That's what makes me feel good now Mm -hmm. like now three years three kids later that's what makes me happy yeah and like don't feel bad like you grew a whole baby Mm -hmm. like your body will get back to where it was someplace or if it doesn't it's okay like yeah mom bots are hot yeah they are i feel like you see it a lot more now yeah no i work out a lot and i eat like shit (laughs) it's just like it's just like a stress relieving thing Mm -hmm. like i'm not doing it to lose weight at this point i'm just like i just need to get out and walk i'm still gonna eat whatever i want yeah (laughs) our next question is how do y'all keep up with the baby's schedules on feeding and napping so as soon as oakley got to a point where he was old enough to get on a schedule i just always had that schedule 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 like every two hours feeding napping from this time to this time and it works for some babies and some babies it just doesn't it's worked for us we're still on a schedule i mean on the weekends we're pretty flexible with the schedule but during the week it's pretty like go by the schedule that's good i tried to do a schedule it didn't really work well for me i feel like i wasn't living i feel like i wasn't doing what i wanted to do because oh luca needs to nap at this time or oh luca Mm -hmm. needs to eat at this time I feed and nap my baby. Don't worry. I do. But <laughs> we're just now. not on a schedule. <laughs> like, I feel like I couldn't do anything. Like, my neighbor, her baby sleep from 2 to 5. And every day, like, every single day. And good for her. Like, her babies are good sleepers. And wow. she really trained them well. But I couldn't. 
mentally i could not no it is hard it's i really could not hard. i need to get out of the house i obviously did not stick to a schedule when alexander was born i didn't even know you needed yeah. to be on a schedule so every time he cried i fed him and i feel bad because i was like now that i'm have more children maybe i was overfeeding him and my <laughs> poor baby was probably like colicky and stuff Aww. because of all the overfeedings i was just like on demand like oh he's crying let me feed him let me feed him so i never had a schedule with him and honestly it was pretty bad i never slept like he was up all the time Mm-hmm. and it was just really bad with eva i did not want to do that again so i did put her on a schedule and i loved it i loved having her in a schedule but i do regret not having like that bond with her because alexander was a co-sleeper with us and so he was so attached to me he was all about mommy and everything and eva i feel like because i didn't like bond with her as much because i was always trying to avoid like holding her and just like stick to her schedule like mm-hmm. wake up play sleep eat go back to your schedule i feel like we i don't know i feel like i wasn't as she wasn't as attached to me as she was to like anthony because anthony he did not follow my schedule (laughs) he was just hold her and do whatever he wanted with her but i feel like i missed out on like a lot of like the naps and cuddles with her and with noah i did not stick with the schedule too many kids to even stick with one yeah so our next question is do y'all co-sleep or keep your baby in a crib so there's two different co-sleep and what is the other one bed share yes so i did both I did. <laughs> Same. I tried to. I had a bassinet, one of those that attached to the, your bed. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that with Luca, but Luca had really bad acid reflux, mm-hmm. and so obviously, as a little tiny baby, you have to feed your baby throughout the night. Yes. And so as soon as I would feed him, I would just hold him for a good thirty minutes. They told me to hold him so that all of that could go down, and he wouldn't be like spitting up yeah. or like just hurting in general. Yeah. So he got used to sleeping with me, and I was so so scared every single day to have. My my baby sleep with me because of all the things yeah. they talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, it is scary. And so I feel like I really didn't ever sleep um just to be watching Luca, but it worked for us and that's okay. If it yeah. works yeah, for it you, does work that's for a lot okay. of babies. A lot of babies yeah. do need more attention mm-hmm. with Alexander. He didn't sleep like on us. He like bed share. He mm-hmm. had this little tiny bassinet that you put on the bed mm-hmm. and so I would just like peek over and like look at him. So our bodies were never like touching him yeah. or anything like that. And then once he got a little older, he was crawling out of that little bassinet and that thing <laughs> then he slept with us and so that was always really hard because i was always like like you said not really sleeping because mm-hmm. i was look, making sure he didn't roll off the bed or something and then we tried the little playpen and that worked for a while but then he started climbing out of it <laughs> so we just never really slept with him it was bad um eva she slept next to a bassinet with us Mm -hmm. and she was just great she was this girl was perfect (laughs) she was always on her little schedule everything she she slept great now with noah he slept in a crib for like maybe the first two months and then after that he kind of like slept with us on (laughs) the pillow (laughs) plus i was already like trained so every little sound he made i'm 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 a light sleeper now so he was always sleeping with us Yeah, with us, Oakley slept in his bassinet for a little while, but he hated it. So I'm like, this is just not working for us. So we bed shared and we always kept the outlet on him. So mm-hmm. that helped. And then when he turned about six months, because I think six months is when you can put them in their crib. Yeah. I don't know, like mm-hmm. around that age. He slept in there for a while, I think until he was about eight or nine months. And then he just got back in the bed with us. So it's just easier because teething and... Yeah. I never even considered the outlet. I should have gone those for my kids because, dude, so many times I was like, am I going to sit over him? Like, is Anthony yeah. going to roll? 
roll over him or something i never even considered that i think that's something every mom should invest in that's what yes. i was most scared Added about on your registry like get it like your husband rolling on the baby yeah like, yeah because mm-hmm. they they work so hard and they sleep hard they yeah. work hard mm-hmm. so they sleep hard and yeah no that the outlet is really yeah, important i slept in the middle yeah you know, sponsors outlet <laughs> i slept in the middle and then i would put luca's crib on my side mm-hmm. of the bed he wouldn't sleep in the crib but yeah. i like took the front part off and so it was like an extended bed in case oh he did yes roll. i wanted one of those yeah. too. those are smart it's literally just the crib and you just yeah. take off the front part yeah and so i wouldn't let luca sleep next to nathan no because i was so scared <laughs> and nate is a light sleeper too like he wouldn't even roll on cooper oh um, but the outlet is really good when i would sleep on luca's leg the foot that's on the outlet oh yeah, yeah. and it couldn't like get the it detection rings. it would ring that's yeah. good so that's then good. i'd be like oh you i need see? to scoot over or if yeah. it comes off the foot it mm-hmm. rings yeah we tried the crib thing like that oakley climbed climbed right back into bed so yes. i'm like that did that's not good i only did it so he wouldn't roll <laughs> no but that yeah. that works that works good for other people like for your situation yeah yeah no like noah he screamed his head off yes. if he was in the bassinet by himself so for like a month straight he slept on my chest while i slept on the couch because i also didn't trust having him in the bed with anthony and i because at that time we had a queen bed and i was like this is too little Mm -hmm. so i slept on the couch for a long time with him Mm -hmm. on my chest and it was it was crazy yeah you do definitely lose a lot of sleep baby but it's okay because now luca's a year and he sleeps better a little better Mm -hmm. yeah he does wake up though he's so cute because now i have him in a playpen and i just have his crib mattress in there and he'll wake up and he's like ma ma and i'm like (laughs) that's like ugly it's three in the morning but all right come on (laughs) we have another question for y'all how did your breastfeeding journey go and if you're currently breastfeeding how is your weaning going so i'm still breastfeeding i (laughs) i wanted to stop breastfeeding my goal was eight months like i said before but luca started eating so it wasn't that bad anymore and i was like man what's a couple more months Mm -hmm. so i went on still on and then i was gonna stop by a year but luca had a lip tie procedure Mm. and so they told me would be better to breastfeed him it would help him heal better and so i continue to breastfeed and now he's 13 months so i'm trying to wean him but i'm trying to kick nathan out of my room and tell him <laughs> to go to the guest room because i feel bad even though no, nathan's yeah. like no it's fine i won't hear him i'm like yes you will it's a lot and you have to work the next yes. day no one talks so. about how hard weaning is because yes. let me tell you something i didn't breastfeed alexander or eva because i couldn't mm-hmm. i didn't have enough help and i just didn't think i thought my body couldn't make any more milk but i wasn't doing enough research so with noah it was such a last minute like pregnancy like we weren't expecting it we weren't in the best like home situation at that time so i was like and then on top of that that the whole formula recall was going on and so that scared me really bad and i was like no i have to give breastfeeding like my all because it's for him and so i ended up doing really good i was like oh my god i'm doing so good and i was like saying to myself and everyone we're gonna stop at a year and a year came by and noah screamed his head off no (laughs) one told me that they were gonna scream so loud trying to get him off and i was like oh I didn't know this. (laughs) So saying that, how they scream their heads off, I kind of feel like if I have another baby, I'm definitely weaning at six months or eight months because they still don't get the, oh, where's the milk coming from? Once they turn a year, they literally be lifting up your shirt. 
Yes, <laughs> no, yes. So I tried to stop breastfeeding and just do pumping and bottle mm-hmm. um, feedings at four months. I tried doing that at four months and he would not take a bottle. I was like, oh, mm. he just wants me. So I just stuck to like breastfeeding and then I tried again at eight months and then at, screamed his head off and I was like, okay, I'm a little scared now, but I still kept going. <laughs> and then at one year old, he started taking a bottle but just like a sippy cup like Mm -hmm. it was an actual bottle it was a sippy cup and water that was it he would not try milk or nothing like that and he still doesn't like he does not want milk or anything i've tried the ripple milk i've tried i've even tried almond milk (laughs) and coconut milk and Mm -hmm. seeing if anything helps and no he does not like anything and so breastfeeding is really hard i'm still currently breastfeeding if i didn't make that clear i (laughs) if anybody has tips on how to wean please let me know yes please because i'm trying to as well i mean during the day i don't really breastfeed as much yeah um, but at night it's it's hard at night nighttime is really hard because like you said they lift up your shirt yes and they know now but we do have a mom here that was successful with her yes dom how did you do it so since i pumped a lot i found this company on instagram i'm trying to find their app name i'll include it in the description below but i sent off 400 ounces of milk and got it freezer dried and basically you don't have to fit it in your freezer at 11 months our doctor was like oh you can start incorporating like other milks or whatever oakley refused to take a bottle take another sippy cup or whatever of course water he would drink but i just tried taking off a feeding and incorporating a bottle if you want to take the bottle i mean it's okay he's 11 months he's getting his nutrition through food So slowly we just did that each week. I would take off a nursing and do the bottle. Mm-hmm. Worked out great for us. By 12 months, he was completely off. I, I mean, it's not every, it's not like this for everybody, but this helped us a lot. The just freezer drying too helped. It's good for two years on the shelf. So yeah. 400 ounces, girl. Yeah, no. You need so, an award for that. <laughs> what do you do with it though? You just put it, where do you? So they send you a box and it's like an ice chest. Mm-hmm. You fill it up and take it to the UPS or FedEx. And basically it's a one day shipping. So your milk's safe they pick it up by six o'clock so i dropped it off by like five to make sure like it's still good yeah and then when they get the milk they get a confirmation and they send it to you like hey your milk's good the temperature's good takes about a week to two weeks and then they send you back your milk like that's amazing pouches that's amazing i love that. so if i wanted to if i had extra i unfortunately didn't have any extra i was going to use it for our next baby but yeah sell it (laughs) yeah so did you just give it to oakley yeah you just add water to it it's your breast milk just freezer dried and Mm. just add water mix it and i love science yeah I science know. is amazing wow. i tried doing i wanted to do that with my placenta yeah. oh, but yeah. i never like went into doing it but isn't it crazy what you yeah. can do with our bodies and then yeah it's crazy but this company is located in houston texas so it's really nice it's not too far from us mm-hmm. that's so good but that's how i did it a lot of moms do have so much milk that they don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. they don't know what to do with it they mm-hmm. don't and that is honestly like a good idea yeah because it's only last six months to a year in your freezer before mm-hmm. it's bad yeah. yeah so i'm like i'm not letting this go to waste yeah i know i i would do like baths because luca would not do a bottle, a bottle. absolutely not and so i would just put it in his bath because he has eczema oh and it would help him yeah yeah, yeah. we tried t- like 20 bottles different brands and then finally we found this cheap brand called bam and mm-hmm. he liked it so with the milk that you were talking about luca will not drink milk either i just mm-hmm. bought this new bottle and i think if i like oh this is a cool bottle he will drink it have you yeah. tried a straw 
The, that's the bottle. It's like a bottle. It's like a Dr. Brown's bottle. Mm-hmm. Has little handles on it. And has, oh, it comes with a straw. Yeah. And he's like, woo, this is cool. And that's the only way he'll drink milk. Wow. Because I am trying to wean. Whatever so like, works. Yeah. Whatever At this works. point, Noah is just like more of a comfort thing. He, yes. I've noticed now that he only wants to breastfeed when he wants to take a nap. Yes. So it's like trying to get him off. I've had a few friends and family members tell me that I just need to leave for no, the weekend. Yeah, I've heard that. Like, literally just bounce and they're going to forget about me. I, I need someone to convince Anthony. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of crying and stuff. But. Yeah. Well, it's not only them you're weaning, but your boobs oh, are yeah. no. full and hurting. No, yeah. I got mastitis after mm-hmm. I stopped breastfeeding. They can't really give you anything. No, so. yeah, yeah, no. no I've heard of mas- mastitis too. And so I ended up ordering the sunflower oil. Mm-hmm. And I took that stuff like it was gummies. Yeah. Like candy. I tried all the, the time. thing that y'all said. The cabbage. The cabbage mm-hmm. in the freezer, whatever. Did it work? It helped with the like pain? the pain, but oh wow, as far as that, that's I, horrible. I feel like Advil. the sunflower <laughs> stuff did help me, but then again, I didn't. I was only the enougher. I only mm-hmm. made enough for him. Like I yeah. could not pump anything out more than like three ounces mm-hmm. and so i was like i don't know if i just lot. don't have enough milk mm-hmm. but i also hear that it can just happen to anyone so but i don't know if those those sunflower oil things helped i think they helped a lot there's a lot of different yeah. ways to try but yeah i don't know i don't think that i'll have a lot of trouble with drying up because i don't produce a lot i produce yeah. just enough for him to go to sleep in five minutes and then that's it you know what i mean so i don't have a lot like the other day we went out and i was like i don't want to wear a bra and dom was like you're going to leak and i was like (laughs) girl that's not my bra i don't leak (laughs) no yeah no with my other two because well i didn't even breastfeed them so i don't know if it was just i dried up from like one day to the other like the next day i was done no more milk (laughs) no i was an oversupplier like i always had milk coming out 24 7 so they told me to stop pumping completely Mm -hmm. and just exclusively breastfeed and that's what helped me because if not I, i don't know what i would have done that's crazy i was like leaking and i feel like the only way i can get milk out is with noah pumping did not help yeah all right so those are all the questions that we have for today thank you for everybody that sent in their questions we definitely appreciate that we love when you guys are engaged with us and asking us questions like that's what this podcast is for like to get everyone's input on everything and we'll answer whatever we can from our experiences and there will be another one soon because i love these these are fun We have a little short message from our co-host, Esme. Hi, Esme here. (laughs) Raven's in the house. (laughs) As summer is coming to an end, school is approaching, and so are sports. I did want to announce to our viewers that you guys will be seeing a little less of me. Not forever, but you will be seeing a little less of me with sports and school getting back in session like it's gonna be a hectic month hectic year for me and then I also am starting my little baking business up if you guys didn't know I do have a little baking business busy bee (laughs) baked goods um and so I do plan on doing that again I did stop previously for Noah but now that he's getting a little older I feel like it's time that I can start doing that and so I'll just have like a little bit less time to join my mamas but you will see me here and there just wanted to throw that out in there and as mamas we didn't want Esme to stress yes more than she needed to so it's okay we'll have her when she can be yes I'll be here guys and we'll see you next time Bye. bye